Welcome to our worship today. Our thanks today go to the Reverend A.D. McCall for our sermon, to Jill Myers and Jacina Van Setten for our readings, and to Emily Durling for the snippet of music after the sermon. We also thank the choristers of St. Martin in the Fields for our two hymns, I Come With Joy and Christ is Our Cornerstone. You can find the words for the hymns on the church website, so do join in at home. Grace, mercy and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. As we begin our worship, let's think of the week that has passed and all that's happened in it. There will have been times when we've done wrong or fallen short because we're human. So we ask for God's forgiveness in the joyful knowledge that nothing can destroy his love for us. God so loved the world 
that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. We say together, Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour, in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, you have taught us that all our doings without love are nothing worth. Send your Holy Spirit and pour into our hearts that most excellent gift of love, the true bond of peace and of all virtues, without which whoever lives is counted dead before you. Grant this for your only Son, Jesus Christ's sake, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in deep mire where there is no foothold. I have come into deep waters and the flood sweeps over me. I am weary with my crying, my throat is parched. My eyes grow dim with waiting for my God. More in number than the hairs of my head are those who hate me without cause. Many are those who would destroy me, my enemies who accuse me falsely. What I did not steal, must I now restore? O oh God, you know my folly. The wrongs I have done are not hidden from you. Do not let those who hope in you be put to shame because of me. O Lord God of hosts, do not let those who seek you be dishonoured because of me. O God of Israel, it is for your sake that I have borne reproach, that shame has covered my face. I have become a stranger to my kindred, an alien to my mother's children. It is seal for your house that has consumed me. The insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. When I humbled my soul with fasting, they insulted me for doing so. When I made sackcloth my clothing, I became a byword to them. I am the subject of gossip for those who sit in the gate, and the drunkards make songs about me. But as for me, my prayer is to you, O Lord. At an acceptable time, O God, in the abundance of your steadfast love, answer me. With your faithful help, rescue me from sinking in the mire. Let me be delivered from my enemies and from the deep waters. Do not let the flood sweep over me, or the deep swallow me up, or the pit close its mouth over me. Answer me, O Lord, for your steadfast love is good. According to your abundant mercy, turn to me. Do not hide your face from your servant, for I am in distress. Make haste to answer me. Draw near to me, redeem me. Set me free because of my enemies. You know the insults I receive, and my shame and dishonour 
my foes are all known to you. Insults have broken my heart, so that I am in despair. I looked for pity, but there was none, and for comforters, but I found none. The reading is taken from Matthew chapter 10, verses 24 to 39. A disciple is not above the teacher, nor a slave above the master. It is enough for the disciple to be like the teacher and the slave like the master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, and nothing secret that will not become known. What I say to you in the dark, tell in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim from the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground unperceived by your father. And even the hairs of your head are all counted. So do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. Everyone therefore who acknowledges me before others, I also will acknowledge before my father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I also will deny before my Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and one's foes will be members of one's own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Those who find their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. This is the word of the Lord. In the name of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Generally speaking, I'm sure we would describe ourselves as a peace-loving nation, easygoing and tolerant, living in a society where the established religion of Christianity has over the centuries fashioned our laws and way of life. There's much to be thankful for, but at the moment there's also much that's rocking our boat, as we face the challenges of the COVID-19 pandemic and the resulting economic depression, and also the challenge of facing up to and dealing with the conscious and subconscious racism in our nation, resulting from white supremacy, which denies the full humanity of those with a darker skin colour. 
we can undoubtedly feel out of our comfort zones in these situations and probably find ourselves praying to God to restore our peace. And so it's all the more surprising when we read from Matthew's Gospel that Jesus in effect says to his disciples, I'm here to create division amongst you rather than peace. By the time I've finished, you'll all have fallen out with each other in your families and your communities. Now, there might, of course, be one or two after lockdown who'd be glad of an excuse not to speak to the in-laws for a bit, or even some who might even relish the thought of a good fight. But most, I'm sure, would say, I beg your pardon, you surely don't mean that, Lord. Paradoxically, Jesus had been called the Prince of Peace. In the Gospels we read so much, don't we, about Jesus' story of good news and peace and healing, of bringing about God's kingdom on earth, a place and time where there is no hatred of others, only love, where the poor are helped, where the sick are healed, where justice and mercy go hand in hand. A kingdom where God rules in the lives and hearts of all mankind without division. But what Jesus is asking for is total allegiance to him. He asks his followers to love him more than anyone else and he warns this will cause division even amongst close family members. It can be costly being a follower of Jesus, a disciple of Christ, because it requires us to look at life differently. We have to want to follow him and be willing to be transformed. And this is where it can get a bit difficult because as you turn towards something new or other, then you necessarily turn away from something old, which is very often where the family bonds are broken. But when we freely receive God's love and God's grace, when we follow Christ, then we can't help but be changed. Our old selfish ways die out and we live a new, freer life in Christ, finding peace within ourselves and with others. And this is good news. And we all know that when something's happening that's good and exciting, then it's hard to keep quiet about it. We automatically want to share it with our families and friends and neighbours. And when we do, what sort of response do we get from other people? Sadly, on the whole, it's very negative because most of the world seems to have freely chosen not to receive God's love, but to reject it and go their own way. For the majority of people, changing their lifestyles would be too uncomfortable, too challenging. Those who saw Jesus 2,000 years ago as a threat to their way of life would tar the disciples with the same brush. And exactly the same can happen to Christians today. The priest J.B. Phillips wrote a piece called The Battleground, and in it he says that the moment we begin to attempt seriously, not solemnly, but seriously, to follow Christ, we encounter a dead and depressing weight of opposition. It's depressing because it's not a violent hostility, but a soul-destroying apathy. I couldn't care less. I'm sure it's an attitude we've all come across in our own village and elsewhere and sometimes among family members and even when people are willing to acknowledge the existence of God and sometimes the love of God, God is often seen as an absentee non-intervening power 
which makes the New Testament read rather like a fairy story. And so the Gospel today challenges us to live out our relationship with God through Jesus and in the power of the Holy Spirit, honouring him above all others, openly expressing our faith in a world that has largely chosen to reject God. And if we feel daunted by that challenge, we can take courage from Jesus' reassurance to his disciples and us. Three times in today's passage he says, Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to speak out about your faith and challenge the values of those who reject Christ. Don't be afraid of those who might threaten or intimidate you because you have died to self and are alive with God. Don't be afraid that God will desert you. He won't because we are known intimately. God counts every single hair on our head might take a bit of time at this pro-Covid time. If the humble sparrow is precious to God, how much more precious are we? Christ doesn't call most of us to die for him. He calls all of us, though, to live for him. In the words of that old traditional hymn, we can be encouraged when we sing, Fight the good fight with all thy might. Christ is thy strength and Christ thy might. Lay hold on life and it shall be thy joy and crown eternally. Amen. Loving Lord, you have called us to follow you in the way of truth and life. We pray for wisdom to see your path and courage to follow it. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Lord, we pray for those who suffer because of their commitment to justice and peace, for those who can't live and worship freely, for those who are discriminated against or persecuted. Give them your grace to persevere in times of trouble and an awareness of your presence with them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Lord, we pray for our families, friends and neighbours, giving thanks for the love and care they've shown us. We pray for our schools at this time, as some children return to school and others continue to learn at home. We pray for our businesses and local organisations, for our friends in Lavender Fields Care Home, for local government and for all who have positions of leadership within the community, that you would give them strength and wisdom. 
Help us all to embody your love in the places you have called us, so that all will know it. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Lord, we pray for those whose family life is unhappy, for those who suffer abuse or neglect within their families. We pray for those who seek to help victims and survivors of abuse, to provide a safe space and a listening ear, to advocate on their behalf and help them to find freedom and peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Lord, we pray for all who are sick or sorrowing, asking you to comfort and strengthen them. We bring before you any who are known to us and those who are known to you alone in a moment of silence. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Lord, we thank you for your promise that in life and in death we are enfolded in your love. And we pray for those who have died, entrusting them into your keeping and asking you to comfort those who mourn, especially those who have not been able to say farewell to their loved ones as they would like. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. As we share in the peace, I'd like to invite you to think of someone who you know, maybe a member of our congregation, maybe a member of your family from whom you're separated, or a friend. Someone who you would like to feel that you're united with at this point. Because we're all held together in God's love, even when we're separated physically. We are the body of Christ. In the one spirit we were all baptised into one body. Let us then pursue all that makes for peace and builds up our common life. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Keep us, good Lord, under the shadow of your mercy in this time of uncertainty and distress. Sustain and support the anxious and fearful and lift up all who are brought low, that we may rejoice in your comfort, knowing that nothing can separate us from your love. In Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, be among you and remain with you always. Amen.